It's still raining on the podcast porch. And it's still some antics with Krisha and Frank. Hi. Even even though it wasn't for a while, it, it is now. Well, I explained to someone who listened to one of our episodes from a year ago. Yes. I said, you know what? If you started there and just listened to all the next ones in succession, you would never notice that we have a hiatus mm-hmm. because there's 73 episodes right. prior to 74, whatever right. it is. This is like episode 75, Here I think. Here we go. I'm not positive, but it might That's be. That's pretty great, though. So... It would take you a while mm-hmm. to catch up, and the hiatus would just disappear mm-hmm. in the... I'm having a CBD gummy. I hope you don't CBD. mind. CBD. Mm-hmm. It's a cannabinoid oil. It's the the weed pain. without the THC. Natural sleep, reduced stress, mm-hmm. pain relief. All right, so this combats anxiety mm-hmm. and stress, mm-hmm. so I must be causing you to be anxious and stressful? No, it's just, it's nice. It's a nice little, hmm. Okay. Yeah. And where do you get those? Um... Any little store like smoke shop sell them. You can What's order them a online. Shop? A smoke shop where they sell tobacco pipes. Oh, like mm-hmm. my uncle Bob Hanlon used to mm-hmm. use when he would his meersham pipe, like yes, Sherlock Holmes. Yes, exactly like and, that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I do say, good man. <laughs> uh, hey, um, so when I got here, you gave me tampons. <laughs> well, I don't need them. <laughs> as you, it turns have out, have you hit that point in your life? As it turns out, I do not need them yet. I might at a later stage, <laughs> if I can ever overcome this constipation, I may oh, at some God. point need them. <laughs> but uh, we've got company coming. To, actually, they're coming tonight. Yeah, and, co- more and they company, don't need the tampons. And more company coming next week. Holy moly! Because it's a crazy. Mm-hmm. So. Two of Jerry's sisters are coming mm-hmm. tonight. And what happened was mm-hmm. we decided to buy tickets to the ABBA tribute show. Correct. Jerry's sister posted on Facebook, hey, I see you're interested in this concert. If you're really going, let me know and I'll come. And Jerry's okay. like, that's crazy. You live seven hours away. Oh, so, well. So she and another sister who lives eight hours away are driving <laughs> to Tennessee today. Yeah. We bought three tickets for Jerry's sister Peggy, mm-hmm. for Jerry, for Frank. Mm-hmm. Three tickets in a row. Yes. Fourth sister, fourth person, Says, other sister. I'm coming too. Right. So now... She's going to sit in the balcony. <laughs> somebody doesn't get to go. Oh. And it's going to be me because <gasps> the three sisters have to go see ABBA together. Oh, well, that's no fair. Can't you finagle your way in there? Don't they know who you are? So we looked at the seating chart. And meanwhile, I'm giving away tickets on the air left and right. Thinking, yes. oh, there goes another pair. Oh, there goes another pair. And there's fewer and fewer seats left in the, mm-hmm. on the seating chart. Got to the point where there were only singles left. I'm assuming you're obs- you were obsessively looking at it on a regular basis. Every day. Okay. So at least once. Yes. <laughs> so Thanks, I, Frank. I talk, so I talked to Jerry about it, and uh, we bought a single seat that is in the same row as the three sisters. Mm-hmm. I'm just ten seats away. Well, that's fine. Or five seats away. That's probably better for I'm you. Just really, down there by my lonesome. But that's okay. It's I, not that bad. I think that you'll be. We fine. almost drove down to the box office and tried to exchange her three seats for four together. But you know, it. You may find this is East Tennessee. Yeah. So you may find that if you say we bought these separately, would you? Could we? And you could literally scooch, scooch the whole row. I can probably and scooch. And people will. So that's what we're thinking about. Yeah. So as a part of the sisters coming, mm-hmm. we're cleaning up the bedrooms. Mm-hmm. So Megan's old bedroom has mm-hmm. been cleaned a bit, and we find these feminine products. You're deboxing in uh, somewhere. Jerry I know, found you these. literally wrote, "Do you want some extra feminine products, or should I leave them in the ladies' room at work?" That's my backup <laughs> plan: is to take them over to the radio station, radio ranch, and after everyone's gone home, sneak into the ladies' room. 
and just or you could just take them while them. people are there and take them to I don't know is that same office manager lady yeah. still there just, just take them to her and say hey these were at my house can you put these in the ladies room you don't have to like covertly deliver feminine products. I didn't want anyone to know they were from me well, it's not like they're actually from you. They're from Jerry or Megan or somebody. Right. These were in my home. It's not like they're opened or used. Right. I mean, the box is open, but the products are sealed. Right. It's fine. It was, yeah. I, I'm assuming that Megan bought them on some visit yeah. here at some point and didn't Use want to bring them, them or, back on the plane. Right. Because it's whatever. cumbersome to carry a whole box. But now I'm wondering, she's coming in uh -huh. 10 days' time. Yes. With Artie and Timmy. Oh, and are you Charlie. Indian giving? You're gonna end. No, no, game? you can have them. No, I'm just like, <laughs> because Megan won't hear this episode until long after she's back she's, home. She's home. <laughs> you gave away my Tampax. <laughs> so, do you want them? I'll always take. Are you kidding me? Do you know how expensive those things are? No, I have no idea. Yeah, they're very. And you're hitting me right at a good time. <laughs> <laughs> we do seem to record like pre preemptive strike. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Chris has got PMS. She thinks I better go record a podcast. I should record a podcast and get all this BS out. So that because there's a recurring theme, you notice that. Oh no, it's if yeah. You go back to the past episodes. But also, it's you know, it's a recurring theme in my life. So, uh, <laughs> it's. Yes, you can have them. It's fairly likely you can totally have them. That on uh, every other podcast recording, I will be <laughs> in the middle of some process. You can I know have that's them, hard to believe, and I will, Jerry will be glad that I got them out of the house because they were on the dining room table. Yes, you notice how clutter-free the dining yes. room is yes. because we're going to use the table, mm -hmm. and really the only things that are still there are the Aida posters, which you, uh, yeah, which I now have more Aida posters since last I saw you. Yeah. I was gifted with giant That's autographed awesome. Aida posters for the radio station. Yeah. And I bring them in, and I show them to Bruce, and he's like, yeah. No. Do you, as okay. he says, do you know what to do with them? I said, well, I mean, I can, <laughs> my wife was in Aida. She would probably appreciate mm -hmm. having this autographed poster by the by all the fabulous singers. Correct. So he says, yeah, just, just take it. Just take it. So, Maestro, I'm sorry, but I, it's in a loving home. Yeah, it is. We love it. Yeah, it's Very better than exciting. you appreciate it more than they would at, at the ranch. Yes. Yeah. And then I get to see my little boys, my grandsons, yeah. my little my buddies. They're coming. And I, you wrote wrangling the ring bearer. Well, speaking back of in June, you know that we went to New York. Yes. You, while you were in New York. Yes. So in fact, you got to New York before we did. Oh, New York. Mm. So before I went to New York, I went to Northern Virginia. So on my birthday, mm -hmm. I'm in Northern Virginia hanging out with my buddy, Artie, mm -hmm. and it's the wedding rehearsal. Oh, yeah. So my daughter originally had said that she thought, as the mom, that really it should be a mom thing to take the four-year-old and, and for his first experience as ring bearer. Mm -hmm. So she's, she's saying, oh, Dad, I'll do this. It's my and job. And she also has the other two. She has the other two. She thinks it's her job as a mom, and she would see. But then she starts thinking it through, <laughs> and it's one of those conversations where he was just being as arty as arty gets. He's being a toddler, and he's also being his personality as a toddler. Right, and you know that he and I are the same person. So Megan will call me and say, "Dad, you're doing it again, <laughs> Dad." This is the situation. Blah 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 blah. Describing it, and I can't even think of what it is because it doesn't. It's, it doesn't resonate with me. I don't remember what it was. I just react. I'm like, well, blah blah. Of course, it's this blah, is what blah, I, this blah, is blah. what I would feel. Yes. At that exact scenario, and then she, she uses that information. It's so great that she has a reference point for her. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty-something-year-old toddler. <laughs>
<laughs> she uses that information to uh, renegotiate with the toddler and every, and then she calls back later and goes, oh, it worked. Of course it did. So it occurs to her. She's negotiating with a grandpa <laughs> in pull-ups. Oh, he's completely potty trained. Of course he is. And you know he's when you. He, and you know when he has became completely potty trained? Here? Yes. Yeah. He. I remember you guys going through that when he was here. Right, we were before. worried about it. He... It was the thing, mm-hmm. and apparently, since he went home from mm-hmm. Tennessee a year ago, accident-free, That's zero. Amazing. It's just 100 percent toilet. Mm-hmm. The end. Done. That's awesome. So Megan's hoping for another miracle with the two-year-old oh, when, when he stays with us. So cute. Anyhow, Megan changes her mind and says, "Dad, you can take the ring bearer mm-hmm. to the wedding rehearsal, mm-hmm. and it's all on you." So now I have a job. Yes. I get, I'm excited. I, I have got, something to I do. Have I have activity. purpose. <laughs> I have things. So Somebody we, told me what to do. <laughs> we go into uh, Megan's house, and they've made um, banana chocolate chip muffins oh, for my yes. birthday. Nice. and Or bread or whatever. So mm-hmm. we have that, and we get in the car, and we drive all the way back out to Front Royal an hour away. Mm-hmm. And it's it's miserable weather. It's like this. It's yeah. worse than this. It's it was torrentially raining, ugh. and they're having a wedding outdoors in a field. Oh dear! And it's just a mud pit, oh. and it's a terrible idea. Oh, they good. should have moved the wedding indoors. Oh. So we have the rehearsal in the tent where the reception is going to be yes. because they're thinking the backup plan is, is to, to do move the, the wedding the into the tent. And the tent has been set up long enough. That the ground under it is dry enough. It's that, it's that soggy. They've got some straw down. Yes. It's dry enough. It's that the you, the dampness is seeping in, but it wasn't necessarily. But you have drenched. to you have to slosh through, and your socks and shoes will get soaked on the way to the tent. Yeah. Because the ground is so smushy and soggy and everything. Yes. So we practice, and we're teaching Arden. You're gonna have to walk through these tables, and you're gonna have to at that table. You're gonna have to make a turn. Oh dear. And da 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 da. Fine. He, yeah. He's got it in his head that he needs to get this pillow to the best man. Here's mm-hmm. the path, mm-hmm. and it's fun. And he won't take off his Batman outfit except he's not <laughs> Batman. He's Bat Boy. Yeah. So the whole thing. Yes. But it's fine. And he and I are doing great. We're having mm-hmm. a good time. I mean, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Next day, the it, wedding. It's time for the wedding. Now, meanwhile, Megan and the rest of her family came out. We went out to dinner for my birthday. Mm-hmm. They stayed in a hotel. It's time now for the wedding. I have now collected. They're delivering to me mm-hmm. the ring bearer, and it in is his, the day and the time in his suit, and it starts pouring rain again. <laughs> it had been long enough of a break that they went ahead and set up the outdoor oh, wedding. Dear. They had the arch. Oh god! They had the chairs. Oh. It's raining. The chairs are wet. The arch is wet. Oh, Everything is just wet. Beautiful. A beautiful mess. It stops raining. There's a beautiful rainbow, and some wedding planner decides, "Oh, I'm just going to go." towel off the chairs and we're going to have the wedding outside in the original location. So now I'm trying to explain to Artie, all right, now this is different. It's different than the rehearsal. New path. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, you're going to walk out here, you're going to follow those people, and you're going to walk down. Then once you walk down the middle, Mm -hmm. then you hand the... Same process, just different steps. So I didn't realize how good we had it because we are hanging out inside the house. Mm Mm-hmm with the rest of the wedding party while everyone else is out there just sweating in the mm-hmm. humidor. You know, Post-rain, uh, humid. It's hot and it's humid and they're sweating and everyone's <laughs> miserable and they're just sitting out there. And Ar- Artie and I are playing, you know, I'm trying to keep them from eating cupcakes. That's really yeah, my biggest challenge right now is don't eat the cupcakes. They're it's for not later. time. <laughs> and there's toys and he's playing. Yeah. And then it, they hand us the boutonnieres and he starts to freak a little bit. He does not want a boutonniere attached okay. to him. Yeah. And, and the stinking flower. Right. So I just deal with it and I didn't think anything of it again. But then later 
the mother of the bride, and everyone's telling Jerry, you should have seen Frank. He got Artie to wear that boutonniere, and that kid was not going to wear it. And to the point later where he refused to take off his jacket because I explained a... <laughs> the boutonniere was so special. Yeah. I said, look at my jacket, Artie. It's got a place for a boutonniere, but I don't get to wear one because I'm not in the wedding party. Right. But yeah. you get to wear one. Because you're special. And everyone, all the other people are going to wear it. And I'm not even giving him a choice. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking his permission. I'm just I'm explaining just, to him, this is why you're, you're wearing it. Yes. the boutonniere. And then... He's like, oh, oh, he would not take the jacket off the rest of the night. (laughs) (laughs) That was like his Batman costume. Yeah, don't you understand? That was his superpower. That's awesome. So it's now time, and now (laughs) I'm going out with him into the hot, humid environments. He's the last one before the bride. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the flower girl ring bearer bride, Mm -hmm. because the bridesmaids have done, the groomsmen have Mm -hmm. done. And... I guess the wedding planner or somebody decides they're going to roll out this oh, white yeah. carpet, which is plastic. Yeah. That's on a roll. And they roll it out. Yeah. And Artie comes walking along, and he's the first one to have to step on it. And wouldn't you know it, with his little feet, one of them gets caught under oh, of it. Course and he it face does. plants. Oh, bless his sweet <laughs> little heart. I know. So his knees are soaking wet because he's landed in the, in the mush. Mm-hmm. But he didn't even, it's like nothing happened. He's he like, just okay. gets up. Steps over the thing and walks because he's... for a grown-up, face-planting <laughs> is atrocious. For a toddler, or he, I guess he's more than a toddler four, now. Yeah. yeah. But for a four-year-old, face-planting is nothing. It happens every day. It happens multiple <laughs> times a day. <laughs> what? Why are you people looking at me? Oh, my gosh. Like, he's just like, uh, yeah, and? Yeah. He, the rings did not fall off the pillow. They were tied on with of a, course. you know, and yeah. he made deliver the pillow. Zip tied on there. <laughs> and and then I got sad because I no longer had anything to do. Who <laughs> would I know. And everyone's like, uh, is it Frank okay? And Jerry's like, hey, he's not feeling well. <laughs> he's, he's moping because he doesn't have a task. <laughs> and I don't, I'm not the DJ. I'm not the announcer. I, I My ring-bearing job is, is complete. Yeah. Isn't it weird that need to to be useful and needed that puts you in a place to where when you you just have to be a participant, it's unpleasant. Jerry and I were invited to the Ladies of Charity fundraiser the other night. And the tickets were expensive, so we couldn't really afford to go on uh-huh. our own. But one of the leaders of the organization bought a whole table and she invited our neighbors and there's still two seats that she hadn't filled so mm-hmm. she invited Jerry and me and we got to go and I uh, am looking longingly at the podium and the script I and need I, something to do yeah she said no you don't have, you're going to be able to relax and have a good time and I'm no just, I'm not I smiled and I said that's great I will be I will relax and clearly you don't know me I am unable I'm going to have to give you a pack of gummies yes and we learned in the New York trip that I'm unable to relax. Yeah. Because after the wedding, mm-hmm. Frank Jr. and Artie and Jerry and I are going down to go to New York, mm-hmm. where my it's mother vacation. is. It's vacation. It's vacation, and we're taking Artie with us. So it changed the dynamic, mm-hmm. because I had offered to give Megan and Brian a break. Mm-hmm. Instead of having three, they could have two for a couple of days. Which is phenomenal. And also, I was a leveraging, because I <laughs> wanted them to come out to the beach, because they'd never go and there. enjoy, yeah. And hadn't been there before. Brian, wow. Brian hadn't. I thought, well, if I kidnap the kid, they'll have to come get him. Yeah, yeah. Unless so, they just want to get rid of him, <laughs> which they probably don't. <laughs> so we go, and we've got Artie to ourselves for a few days, and we had a lovely mm-hmm. time. We went to see the giant duck in Flanders, New York, on nice. our way out to the Hamptons, and we go to my mother's house, and you know, it's but it's not. It's vacation. It's not relaxing because I'm 
or Jerry and I are watching out for the four-year-old, mm-hmm. but I got to take him to the beach and put, yeah, him, in the, business. And put him in the water and play with him. And mm-hmm. he's so brave out there. I've actually yeah. took one of my sister's dog leashes. Oh, God. Put it on the kid? I put it on the back of the, the float, you know, the floating vest yes, or the yeah. life-preserving vest. Yeah. And in case he gets swept out to sea, at least you got him. You got a whole ten feet is as far away from me as he's going to get. Right, that's great. Just wrap it around your wrist. <laughs> but also, it's got in his head that nothing can go wrong. He could wrong. play, right? So we had he's a great safe. time in the water. Of course, you know me. Mm-hmm. I have Facebook mm-hmm. referenced everything. I've looked up all the events yes, yes. within a, a radius, a twenty-five you, mile radius. You did the exact opposite of what I did in New York. I'll, I'll tell you about what I did. But I didn't get to do anything. No. Because I looked up, there was going to be a, a comedy night at mm. the North Sea Tavern, mm-hmm. which ended up getting canceled. There was some play that I thought looked interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I like theater tickets, so yeah. maybe I could go to a play where they were going to sing Broadway musical tunes. Nice. In Sag Harbor or East Hampton or somewhere. And you didn't go? Didn't go. There was going to be a fireworks show. Actually, mm-hmm. there were two fireworks shows because it was the weekend before the 4th of July. It was yes. the end of June. We didn't go. Mm. There was the North Sea Carnival, which I used <laughs> to go to as a child. And then I took my children to it when they were little, mm-hmm. and I thought, we need to bring Artie to the North Sea Carnival. It's cheesy as all get Which out. Which is wonderful. You know, it's like a low, low, low-budget Tennessee Valley Fair. It's those yeah. carnival rides, but it's, it's a carnival, great. and when you're a kid, it's lit up, and it's huge, and it's magical. Yeah. Even though it could probably fit in my backyard, you know. But it's still great. It's cute, and it's quaint, and it's lovely. Yeah. So we didn't go. But why didn't you do any of these things? I don't I know. I don't I don't understand. I can't explain it. But is it because other people didn't want to do these things? Probably. So, but why didn't you go anyway? In hindsight, I wish I had. Yeah. But I mean like the the night of the carnival, you know, Megan and Brian said, Hey, we want to go out on a date night. Can you take the three boys? You should have taken the three boys. Or you, so, you and Artie could have done a carnival date. So we we journey like, okay, well we'll just get some carry out and mm-hmm. take it back to the house. Mm-hmm. So I buy clams, which is probably <laughs> Hey kids. I went to the place and I said, I would like some typical long neck steamer clams. Oh, and she's like, Yeah, that's what we have. And they, they lied to me. Then I uh, open the box when we get home and they're cherry stones and they're okay. <laughs> but they but weren't they, the clams that I wanted that I associated with digging for clams myself right, in Long right, Island. Right. That I had seen for sale earlier that day at Stop and Shop or whatever they, it was. Uh, yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> so we had a box full of clams and we're driving past the carnival and Artie goes, Stop! It's the carnival! And we don't go. And I just, it broke my heart. I'm like, we are losers. I'm terrible. No. I'm a terrible grandparent. No. Vacation, it's funny because I talked to my dad recently and this past vacation that he and my stepmother went on, they took the girls. Uh, my dad turned 60 day after 4th of July. And he said it's the first vacation that he's had in 15 years that he actually enjoyed. Mm. Because they usually tow the trailer and they take the dogs and they go... That's a lot of work. They go down to the Gulf and they're in the National Park and it's my dad's job. Like, that is his job. And he loves it. My dad is not a sit down and relax kind of dude. I can relate to that. I mean, it looks like you would think that I relax at the pool every day. But it's work. When in fact, it's... Half an hour of work mm-hmm. and then 15 minutes of jumping in and relaxing. And that's my dad. Like, yeah. that is, it, he wants to be busy. Yeah. And that is his relaxation. But he has had some back problems. And so they got a condo this year. And he said, You wouldn't believe it. I took a nap. Oh. That's not, that is not my father at all. He said, I just sat on the beach and then I went in and your, your stepmother and the girls stayed out at the beach and I went in and I took a nap. And he said it was an actual vacation. <laughs> so I started to get stir crazy. Yeah. 
the other dynamic of it. Let me add on one layer. Mm-hmm. Is we were not at a condo. If we had rented a, an Airbnb mm-hmm. or stayed at a bed and breakfast or any of these outrageously expensive things that we could not afford. Correct. In the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. It might have been different. But also layer on to the fact that we're at my mother's house. Uh-huh. And I've got that, that guilt feeling of... I probably should be doing something to help my mother at this time. Yeah, but... Even though I'm not normally here and I don't know the routine. Yeah. And I mean, but some mornings it was like, Frank, help me get out of the bed. Mm-hmm. You know, because she's elderly and mm-hmm. has a series of health problems, so they have someone come in mm-hmm. every morning at nine, a health aide, yeah. to help her get out of the bed and get dressed and like get washed start up. start a day. So a couple of mornings she'd wake up early and she'd say, Frank, would you help me get out of the bed? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And so... So you, you you were in that, that wishy-washy place of do I enjoy this vacation or do right. I help my... Yeah, that's weird. And I have a weird, uncomfortable relationship mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. my mother and my sister <laughs> because within the first day, they commented on how much weight I've gained since oh, they God. last saw me. Thanks. And how gray my beard has gotten since they last saw me. It's like, yeah, I'm getting I, old. Eat it. <laughs> and I even got one from my sister telling me that this same shirt that I wore today, uh-huh. she says, and your shirt's inside out. I'm like, no, it's just the way no, it is. It's under the, armor. They there, do that. There's, there's mm-hmm. a little hang-up tag on the outside of the mm-hmm. shirt, but it's actually right side in. And yeah. I'm like, like, stop. Just shut just up. Stop. Stop criticizing everything. Just sip it. You know? Yeah, I'm my... To, I'm not used to people hating on me. My... <laughs> My New York experience was the exact opposite. I intentionally made no specific plans. I knew that there were a couple places I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. I ended up not going to the one I wanted to go to, but it was better that I didn't. Uh, I wanted to go to MoMA, ended up going to the Met, mm. and that was a day which I cried almost the entire day really? because it was... Um, I'd never That's seen anything like that. classical art versus modern art? Yeah, but I'd never seen anything... Like, I've never been... T- I'd never seen a yeah. Van Gogh, a real Van... Like, oh, it's wow. just... No, it's not something I'd ever done. Smaller than you expected? Yes, but more lovely. Yeah. 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 But I made no specific plans because I knew if I tried to... I'm going to force myself to go here. I it would the one day I nuts. tried to force you into a plan that didn't work out. Well, and and it wasn't for, for the fact that I didn't want it to work out. And yeah. honestly, that was the day that we got up and went and got coffee and ended up walking through Chinatown and Little Italy for five hours. Yeah. And in that five hours, we uh, I got coffee at a, a place across the street from where we were staying in the Lower East Village. And we were all just like and walked around and I was wearing like Tiva sandals, pajama shorts and a t-shirt, no bra. And that's how I ended up in New York for, and that's what I mean like when I said in our you last. You weren't the only one. No. That's what I love is it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Everyone it doesn't York matter. differently and no one cares. I watched uh, people play basketball uh, in a park at nine o'clock in the morning. I watched people open their shops in Chinatown and hosing off the sidewalks yeah. and getting ready for their day. Yeah. I drank uh, milk tea, milk coffee tea from a little Vietnamese place. Mm-hmm. I then it's stepped... Like to travel the world in one I stepped city. across the street into Little Italy and yeah. we went to a restaurant that was just opening at 11 and I had... Do you know that pantheon, that bread you get at Christmas yep. time? Yep. I had that French toast oh. and... Uh, my friend had a waffle with coconut gelato because we said we told our waiter who was wonderful his name was George to just just whatever just pick whatever I had mimosas and espresso and spent way too much money on this breakfast 
But George starts talking to us, and he's a young guy, and we're just being improvisers, talking about, like, yeah, we're just adventuring through our day here in New York. It's only 11 o'clock, and we tell him that we're improvisers in for UCB. He'd never heard of UCB, grew up in New York, had never heard of UCB, came to our show on Saturday, bought a $45 pass to come see our show. We ended up, our very last night in New York, went to his bar that he hangs out at and hung out with all of his people because, like, that was a friend that we made. And he wants to come to Tennessee. He's never left. He's been to, like, Jersey and Pennsylvania, and that's it. And so we keep in contact on Facebook now, and he wants to come to Mountains. Good. That same day, after that fancy breakfast, we're walking back to our Airbnb, and we pass this... Hispanic restaurant that has a full mariachi band mm-hmm. playing, standing, and it's teeny tiny. It, the bar is maybe as big as this porch. Yeah. And this mariachi band is just, people are stopping in the street, cars, there are delivery trucks that have just stopped to watch this mariachi oh. band. It was the World Cup. And oh. Mexico was playing. Oh. And it was early morning when Mexico was playing. So people are drinking beer and they're standing and they're watching and screaming in Spanish. And so we were there for almost two hours, which ended in the the one of the waitresses on the bartender's shoulders doing a champagne spray because somebody else, Croatia, won. Yeah. And that's what they needed to happen for Mexico to keep yeah. going. Yeah. And it's just like, what magical wonderland am I in? And that was my third day in New York. Yes. And so I made no plans, and it was kind of great because I, I called it Chase and Whimsy. Yeah. And I just went. And if I got on the subway and got off on the wrong stop, I was like, oh, crap, look, I'm in Central Park. What do I do now? And so I went and played on the swings in Central Park one oh. day. I walked the High Line. Have you ever heard of this? I don't think so. Oh, Frank, you have to walk the High Line. The High Line. Yeah. High Line. It is uh, former, it goes from Hell's Kitchen um, into Chelsea. Okay. And it is a former elevated train. Yeah. That they were it was dilapidated. The city was going to tear it down and these neighborhoods that are around it said no 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 no. No. We want this and it is now an elevated walking path. That's interesting. That have these beautiful flowers and gardens. So and it was train tracks. It was, and now it's a walking path. Now it is a walking path and both walls on either side are glass with railings so you can see the roads and the buildings and you're walking in between apartments and high rises. Yeah, see when I was in New York it was still a train. <laughs> and <laughs> I lived there in the eighteen hundreds. And it was it had just rained and it was nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night and we're like, Well what do you want to do? I the High Line's right here. Okay, cool. Wow. And we and it's we called it movie streets, you know, and movie streets, they're always wet. Yeah. And it was shimmery and shiny and the moon was full. They do that on purpose in Hollywood. They actually will hose down the yeah. back lot. Because to give it a... It also gives it some consistency mm-hmm. from day to day that can make it look... Like, okay, uh, yeah. wet roads. Yeah. But, and so we walked the High Line and ended up getting kicked off at one point because it closed at like 11 o'clock. And they said, I'm sorry, you got to exit here. That was fine. Exited in Chelsea and walked past shops that I would never dare yeah. even set foot in because I was like, oh, my God. But it just... What, expensive or, oh, in, or yes. cheapo? Or, oh, no, oh. just Donna Karen and all of these beautiful designers. Mm. And it was like walking through a night-lit art museum because yeah. all of the windows are beautifully lit with these beautiful clothes, impeccably made. And it was... So when you move to New York, oh, can we God. do the podcast by remote or will that be the end of it? I... I I could live there. Yeah. I would probably get 
sick of it maybe five years in. Mm -hmm. But what surprised me was uh, how easy it was to get around. Oh, yeah. And I, being an East Tennessee girl, having never, having never been on no subway. Well, everything is much closer. It's hard to perceive like when, when you move from mm -hmm. a densely populated area to a sparsely populated mm -hmm. area. And uh, that sounds crazy to think of Knoxville as sparse, but when yeah. everything is minimum three miles away, mm -hmm. my high school was three miles away, and it was three towns over. Mm -hmm. You know, I could I, I would walk occasionally walk home from the high school, and I'd go through like three distinctly different towns to mm -hmm. get home, and it, it was only three miles. It felt like I was walking three hundred <laughs> miles. Yeah, but it, everything's right in so close. And it's I danced in Washington Square Fountain in the rain, and mm. that was awesome. Uh, with my umbrella and um, just everything and it was lovely and wonderful and whirlwindy and I got to perform a bunch and uh, watch amazing improv shows That's but cool. no I I was intimidated I was expecting to be intimidated getting on a subway and trying to figure out which 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 rail to take and which station now you're it uh, makes sense though yeah it, and it's not scary and right. i was expecting because i think a lot of people there's so many people and it's busy and but all of those people have been able to figure it out yes but you know the nerves the first time you go to swipe your metro card and if it doesn't be because there's everybody behind you and they're going and they're hauling ass and oh my god they have somewhere to go and the doors are closing and you i got to the point to where i could hear if the train was there yeah. and had to haul ass yeah. and that was in the seven days that I was there. Nice. But I would go, oh, uh, and we would be swiping our cards, and I would hear the train yeah. pulling up, and you're like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Yeah, yeah. And I, it was great. And I got yelled at by vagrant homeless people that thought I had spilled their soda that they had already <laughs> spilled. But it was beautiful and wonderful, and it was awesome. And I want, I'm kind of still there. Yeah. Kind of still there. In a way, New York has gotten so much better than when I used to go in the 70s. And everybody smokes weed in the middle of the street. They do? They vape it. Yeah. No. It's decriminalized now. Oh, I didn't know. And they sell it in from like, they look, it looks like food trucks, but they sell edibles from uh, these trucks that look like food trucks. You can, what are edibles? You can walk up and buy a lollipop that has THC in it oh or my. some Rice Krispie treats. Um, huh. And, and it's not offensive. Most people, you don't see. And that's see different than your gummies. Yes. But you don't see anyone smoking cigarettes at all. At all. Wow. On sidewalks. At all. Everybody's got these tiny little, uh, they're very small. Like e-cigs e or vape pens? Or? It's like an e-cig, but it is flat black, and it's, you know, a quarter of an inch wide. Yeah. And it's, you know, as long as a finger. Yeah. And it's just this little flat black thing that you put these cartridges in that oh. can contain marijuana oil or not, right? It can yeah. contain just nicotine, nicotine or just oil. Nicotine if you're oil. addicted to nicotine. And you, you, every once in a while you'll get this little hint of, oh, oh, that's, oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. I walked to the entire Brooklyn Bridge. I, I did stuff when I was a kid. You know, it was uh -huh. a big deal. We'd take the Staten Island Ferry on prom night. Uh -huh. We'd go to, you know, different places. But uh -huh. it was just, it was still... It was still kind of dirty and gross at the, you know, most. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it wasn't as romantic. Maybe I, I don't have that romance well, for New York. Of course, know. I'm romanticizing it. I graduated high school in 1979. You okay. were not yet born. No. My experience in New York was I worked as a bank teller mm -hmm. in the summer of 
79 and you know in in manhattan i mean i had a different experience than you did well you worked and you lived there and there's a difference and i i talk to people and who've lived there is like oh yeah whatever i've heard all this before but then you move there and it sucks and to me i I love being changed i love being the minority one everywhere you go everyone's speaking a different language and it's and it's it's common and my little white girl booty is the minority most of the time. Yeah. And I love that. I love that you can get on a subway and you can be in Spanish Harlem eating an empanada and take your Spanish Harlem empanada and get on a train and 15 minutes later open a door and walk into Har- like Harlem uh-huh. and it is completely different yep. world. Sidewalks are different. Churches are different. People are different. Yeah. And that's amazing yeah and i don't think the person that i am i don't think that i would tire of that quickly right because there's so much to explore because even you, going to work like, and then a, that's just manhattan and then you switch and you go to brooklyn you go to queens mm, you go to brooklyn. the bronx these are all different worlds. i went to all of those places <laughs> did you? i did i went to all of those places and i went to churches i stumbled upon where ed koch was buried yeah, he died. Uh, I think so. Right. I, I've got his autograph upstairs. I've got the somewhere. picture. I met him. Yes. Somebody tricked me into going. He died to a Joan Baez concert uh-huh. in Central Park, and I got Ed Koch's autograph. He died in 2013 because I took a picture of his gravestone. Oh, all right. Yeah, uh, I, I remember. I remember shaking his hand and getting his autograph. But no, I I, I stumbled upon this beautiful church and Ooh. walked through it, and this was. Uh, Right outside of like Spanish Harlem, uh, Washington Heights. I'm sorry, area. I'm still trying to figure out why the heck I ever went to a Joan Baez concert. I, just, <laughs> I mean, I know I didn't intend to go, but stuck yeah, on that. it was it was amazing, and I don't I don't necessarily yeah. want to not be there. Yeah, but I like my home here. Well, I mean, that's the beauty of travel. And mm-hmm. you're going to drive cross country. You're going to see a bazillion different things that are mm-hmm. nothing like what you just described. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, woohoo. So, what are your next plans? I mean, um, we talked a little bit about you're, you're going to be in a play. And yeah, do a play, possibly do another play. And uh, do you have any remote interest in road tripping with Jerry and me to Louisville for a day to turn around and come back? Let's go. All right. And that's the uh, damn, the damn good, damn good improv festival. Improv fest. And our friends, the puppet guys, uh, underhanded are, improv are performing. Yeah, there's a couple. I I looked it up on our little break, and there's actually a couple groups that I saw in New York, New York that are that are in the festival. I can only go on the Saturday. Yeah, um, but that's when these great drive Chicago folks are coming. And I wish I could go the Friday night because there's this woman I met in Cincinnati mm-hmm. named Eileen Ernest, mm-hmm. and she's just interesting. <laughs> And fascinating, and you and she are similar in some ways, but different in many other Wacky, ways. Wacky, crazy lady. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she's got a uh, improv show, two prov. She's in multiple groups, mm-hmm. as are most. Mm-hmm. But her two prov is called uh, Two Sketchy Dames. I saw that. Yeah. And they're performing the night before, but I'm hoping that she might still be there. Yeah. On the Saturday, so I could maybe introduce you because I think be great. It, it just she's an interesting person. Yeah, and there's workshops there too. It'd be fun. I feel like they only had two. Yeah. And they were early in the day, so I didn't know if I could make it. And one was how to host an improv show. <laughs> I'm like, I got that I think one I got down. That. But the one that was at 10 a.m. was this guy from Second City, and it looked fascinating. And I thought, oh, I can't just, can't. I don't think I, I can get to Louisville by 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Well, I mean, you could. You have to drive all night. 
Well, I mean, you could. Uh, it's only what four hours. Yeah. You know, you can leave at five in the morning. You get. Yeah, that's right. I see you getting up then. <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple of weeks after that, I guess four weeks after that, is the Cincinnati mm-hmm. Improv Fest, which again they move to a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and it's like, ugh. Yeah, they're the Finding Strength and Vulnerability by Jonathan Pitts. That's the one that looked interesting to me. That's yeah. the 10 a.m.? Yes. Openness is a choice, a powerful choice, that make any scene more grounded, intuitive, and vital. You need to work on your writing descriptions, Jonathan, but... Yeah, I, you know, but it seems, <laughs> I know. It seems interesting. <laughs> it does. And I'm glad we're doing this again. Thank you. Can we do more? Today? No. Oh, but yeah, but yes. Whenever. I we're mean, off hiatus. There's no more hiatusing right now. This is very good. I know. We must explain that my wife got so tired... Of hearing you mope about us not doing this that she said, just text her. It's not just that. It's <laughs> just... She used to complain on weeks that I didn't improvise mm-hmm. because it was a good creative release and outlet for me and mm-hmm. it just keeps me happy. Yes. Well, I also find a great joy mm-hmm. in... You know, I think I've told you this. My lifelong goal has been to, in effect, do a radio show with a partner yeah. who I respect and isn't a... Piece of crap. Right. <laughs> and and to be a partner... Are you going to let me know when you find that person? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna, okay. I'll text you. Okay, cool. You don't have to reply. <laughs> I replied, but maybe it was a couple days. That... But anyhow, <laughs> the point is that my wife likes listening to this show. My, I like mm-hmm. doing this show. It's good for my mental health. And yes. I know, I don't know if it's good or for yours or not. But oh, I have no mental health. <laughs> but I appreciate it to the point where my wife's like, you need to start doing the podcast again. I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I love you, Jerry. Whenever you listen to this, I love you no matter what. Yes. So thank you, Jerry the Brave. Yes. Hey, we're going to do it again. All right. Well, if you time it right, we'll have Artie and Timmy Ooh, for I several met days. Timmy yet. Because uh, Megan is driving them down. Mm-hmm. And going to leave them here while their dad builds them bunk beds. Ooh. They have to be out of town for a week Ooh. so the, their room can be transformed <laughs> yes. into a room for three boys. Wow. Where the two olders will be stacked in bunk beds mm-hmm. and, the, and the little one and will little. have the crib. So that has to happen. So they get to stay down here for a week. So we're going to the zoo. Yep. We're going to go to Ripley's Aquarium. Yep. I'm taking vacation from work. Nice. Of course, throw them in the pool. You know, well, all of the things. We should definitely cast our pod. Yes, we shall. Yay. Hey, it's Semantics with Christian Frank. Bye, Bruce. Are you still here? He might be. He does ask about the show. Yeah. He says, are you going to do any more of he those? He pokes me on Facebook every once in a while. All right. Yeah, so we should let him know. I will. I, I, we probably already have at this point. Yeah, I actually mentioned to him yesterday this. You're never going to guess who called me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye, Bruce.